Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Peak to Pit, Allie Peak, alongside TJ Pittinger, talking the Super Bowl because we are residents of the Super Bowl champions today. There was a parade in uh, uh, Tampa Bay, literally in Tampa Bay, because of COVID. We can't have an actual parade down uh, <laughs> down the middle of downtown, so we did it in the Hillsborough River and Tampa Bay. I did not go, TJ. I would assume you were working as well. Um. Yeah, I'm a little bit upset about this. I wanted to go. I had a good buddy text me and say he was going to take his son. And I was kind of like, oh, it's kind of last second notice. I don't want to put in the PTO. So I go to lunch. I meet my wife and kids for lunch at Chick-fil-A. Um, and I get back to the office at like 1.15 um, and nobody's there. Like everyone in the office, there are there, our office is not massive anyway. There's like 15 people that work there. And there's like two people there and they both looked at me and said like, oh, it's a good thing you said, like, it's a good thing you got here right now. We're leaving like right now. And I was like, where is everyone? And they're like, I don't know, probably the parade. And I was like, well, if I would have known that everybody was just taken off early, like I would have taken my family to the parade. So anyway, I just left and went home and, you know, and came home because at that point I was never going to get down there on time. But, uh, it looked like the guys were having a pretty good time out there during the parade. For sure. <laughs> Did you see the uh, when the Lightning won? They did their parade, and then they went into Raymond James Stadium and, and did. Uh, they had like kind of a party where they all went up to the podium and spoke and said different things, and stuff like that. They were those guys were pretty hammered and sloshed and yeah. I don't know if Tom Brady would have made it to a podium today. Oh my goodness! Did you see him throw? They were throwing the Lombardi yes, Trophy from boat to boat. Massive anxiety, oh. but Eric's like, I mean, he's got extras, so he's not that concerned about it. Yeah. Um. My goodness, imagine like throwing, I mean, that reminds you then of, you know, the guys that have like dropped the crystal ball or dropped the right. bowl trophy and stuff like that. And you're just like, the oh bowl my trophy, there, one of those happened this year, which oh, was yeah. hilarious. I mean, when you play like the Tony the Tiger Bowl anyway, like who cares? But yeah, I mean, um, throwing the Lombardi trophy, but I mean, you're throwing to Gronk, who was a pretty reliable target on Sunday. And so if there's anybody I would want him to throw it to... 
That if there's anybody it. I would want him to throw it to, it would be Gronk. But then I would want somebody else to immediately grab it from his hands because I don't trust Gronk to not like spike that thing. I was going to say because through the hole of the bow. So my sister-in-law is was out there today with my niece and her uh, her parents on their boat, and she said that Gronk was dancing shirtless uh, on the boat, and that it was a sight to behold. It's a regular Wednesday for that guy. That's yeah. that's not. That's see, not Gronk any- is out of pretty much anybody in the NFL that I didn't actually go to college with. I think that Gronk would be the person that I would want to uh, party with the most. I don't yeah, know that I, I can keep up now. I my college self for sure could have kept up, but I don't know about now. I don't even know who number two would be. Like I don't know if there's. A I don't person know either. That would be more fun. Then I'm like I'm trying to rack my brain real quick and like fi- maybe Baker. Like Baker would be fun. Um, he seems like kind yeah. Of wild, he right? Baker Mayfield would be would probably you know, but be like, like a cup of tea at, at a, a bar for sure. Um, if Manziel was still there, he'd probably yeah, break Man- the law Manziel a couple times. Would have been fun he'd, too. He'd be a lot of fun. Uh, but still, like Gronk is that guy now. Like guys yes. are in playing, and so yeah, no, that that'd be that'd be wild times. Um, so Sunday is coming on. Super Bowl is coming on. What a year for the Tampa Bay area. Um. I'm I know I'm spoiled with this. When when you have your when you have three professional teams win championships within the same year and then the fourth one finish second, um, you really shouldn't complain. But I'm a little perturbed by the race. Like I'm still yeah, a little I, bit upset. I'm now more upset yeah. than I even was. Do you, for sure. do, yeah. Like then Eric it was a actually big deal. parlayed the Rays, um, the Lightning and the Bucks to win like months and months ago. So the Rays really let us down there. Yeah, no, I was just looking at like right now the Lakers and Lightning are the favorites, but because it's so early, you can get such good odds. And it's like I don't know. I'll I'll look at it while we're talking about it. But I was like, man, I could put two hundred dollars down on this, and I'm gonna actually look it up what it was because it'll drive me nuts if if I don't. But I was like, I, you know, I'm not saying that without a doubt the Lakers and Lightning win, but. I feel like that's a decent bet to put on right. it, right? And right. uh again, I'm kind of stalling because I'm trying to figure out what the uh what the actual spread or what you actually made from it was, but I'm thinking about putting like $250 down on it. I feel like that's a good bet. Um the Lightning actually Oh yeah, they still are the favorites. So if you put down $100 on that, you win 2580, right? So my thought was I was going to put down 250 that's six that you win six thousand dollars, right? And if you lose, you lose, right? Like it was two hundred fifty bucks, no big deal. But you win six grand on. I mean, the Lakers are probably going to win it again, and then the Lightning are they have just as good of a chance as anybody. Like the Lakers are the ones that are I'm a little more confident on. But yeah, no, the Rays saying that like the Dodgers were the better team. You know, I'm not that upset by it, but it would be really cool to go four for four. I don't know too many people that could say like, yeah, all four of my teams in, you know, the major four sports have won in the same year. Like yeah, that's, no, I, I mean, still even three and, you know, 3.5 or however you consider somebody finished seconding second is impressive. But, uh, but the Bucks win the Super Bowl. Um, I did not think, well, I don't think anybody thought that the game was going to look like that. There may have been people that were like trying to convince yeah. themselves. Yeah. And I've got a buddy who I am definitely more pessimistic. He's more optimistic on everything. And we were talking the morning before uh, I was in Orlando or on the way to Orlando. And 
we were chatting about it and he said like, well, man, here's our path to victory. If we can do this X, Y, and Z, if we can do this, this, and that, I think we can come out on top. Like we have to, yeah. and that wasn't even close to the case. It was sure. complete domination I from mean, the I, very beginning. Nobody expected, like you could see it being like close late and Tom Brady gets a drive with two minutes to go and we win the game, right? Like in the most glory, like the most Tom Brady way. Nobody thought we're going to keep Patrick Mahomes out of the end zone. They're not going to get a touchdown. So uh, you did know? you see there was a guy uh, that put $3,000 on um, – Kansas City not scoring a touchdown in the Super Bowl, and he put it on Twitter. Drunk? Do you think he was drunk? Probably. And then he got that's the worst bet I've ever heard of my life. Uh, Totally gets roasted on Twitter. People are like, "Well, you just flushed three thousand dollars down the drain." Blah 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 blah. Well, clearly this happened, and um, so he won forty eight thousand dollars on the bet. Um, Insane, (laughs) crazy. And did you also see? That the streaker at the game had bet on there being a streaker. Did I send this to you? I've seen this and I'm not, I'm not convinced that this is like actual factual because I have not seen like the actual betting slip. Sure. Um, Most books have limits for prop bets. And so like, I've never seen a book, not so like not to immediately cast down on this, but I just, I'm sure there is something that has gone on, you know, similar to this, but I don't know that if it, I don't know that it's the amount uh, that is being portrayed because portrayed. I've never seen a book that would let you place that kind of a wager on a prop. Like most props are usually have like five hundred dollar limits. Fifty thousand right. is insane. Like you, you couldn't even. At most, like online betting places, you couldn't even put like fifty thousand on just the straight game, right? Like you have to go to like Vegas or Atlantic City or something like that. So, anyway, I'm sure that he did play some kind of bet. Not to be a yeah. Debbie Downer or negative Nancy on this, but it probably wasn't fifty grand. But talk about betting on yourself, like one way or the other, like to yeah. go out and do well, that. I mean, it was you- worth it. That aren't that don't know what we're talking about. The the rumor, the word on the street is this guy bet fifty thousand dollars that there would be a streaker at the Super Bowl. I want to say it was like minus seven fifty, maybe something like that. I don't know. It was plus seven fifty. That's what I meant. Plus seven fifty. So anyway, so he and his buddy are the streakers. They send his buddy out first so that he gets stopped, so that then the main guy gets a little bit further onto the field or whatever. Um, he It costs $1,000 supposedly to bail him out. So then he makes, I don't know, something like 300, 364 Yeah, yeah something $1,000 on it. So I don't know if that's true or not. I really want to hope that it's true because I think it's hilarious. I would think it would be absurd that there would be even a prop bet that could be controlled like that. Um, but And I would also think that it would be really dumb to then publicize that you did that because because the book would eventually the book book would kind of forfeit your bet or terminate your bet yeah um you know because they have their stipulations and stuff like that like if you if you're if you're somehow found like influencing the game or the the bet itself you know that that they don't let you keep it that's another reason why i think it's kind of uh, I don't know if this is true because I would have waited until it cashed and I like, I cashed out my money, but that story came out like Monday morning. So yeah, um, I hope it's true. 
I, I hope it's true. I, I don't know that I believe it. We'll have to get Craig's betting insight on if he thinks it's if actually it's or not, true we'll or ask, not. We'll ask Craig. Um, so I'm looking through some of these tweets from some of the players during <laughs> this Leonard parade. Fournette, Leonard Fournette is hilarious right now. Is Lenny that the one Lombardi? you saw? No, I'm seeing Rob Gronkowski video of him saying someone may need to take him out of here on an ambulance. Um, um Tom Brady saying, is anybody working today in this city? No way. Fournette tweeted, it's so hot out here that I'm starting to see things. I thought JPP had all 10 fingers for a second. Like, like how drunk do you have to be to start making like Jason Pierre-Paul finger jokes like on Twitter? Um, Just absolutely absurd. Um Oh, they had fun. And Tom Brady shows up in a brand new $2 million boat. By the way, he's never leaving Florida, people. Yeah, I mean, he's never leaving Florida. Why would you ever go anywhere? I mean, he's going to have, you know, he's going to go spend his summers in LA where it's just not as hot, you know, like, uh, the best, uh, the, the new boat was dope. Like, uh, I think I'm just going to drive my own boat out here, but, um, complete domination of the game. The defense was spectacular. Um, the offense finally put it together. I, the offense, what we talked about this, the offense wasn't really good against Washington. They really weren't Brady had struggled against both new Orleans and green Bay. The running backs weren't playing well. The wide receivers were struggling. And what happened on Sunday was the defense came out and played another fantastic game and the offense put it together. And thus you get a blowout. Um, Tampa Bay is now 79 and 30 for combined scores in Super Bowls. Um, the biggest thing that I've learned is if you if you play Tampa in the Super Bowl, the fourth quarter will be boring. Um, the, the fourth quarter will not matter, and the game will be over by then uh, because we're going to blow you out. <laughs> so right? um, just enjoy it for three quarters if you go up against Tampa in the Super Bowl. So um, apparently... Uh- uh, Arian and, uh, oh, as I just accidentally turned on a video, apparently lots and lots of the, the Bucks front house was telling everybody that the repeat is on, uh, which, you know, hard to do would be, uh, would be awesome to happen though. And everybody, even LeBron is jealous. He, he tweeted, uh, man, oh man, wish we were able to have our parade too. Cause I would have been walking as beautifully just like you to Tom Brady. Yeah. Well, if, uh, if their governor had half the sense that ours did, um, they, they might've been able to, but uh, not, not to get too deep into that before I get canceled. Uh, repeat Super Bowl winners does not happen often. Obviously green Bay won the first two, the dolphins won Super Bowl seven and eight, the Steelers won nine and 10 and 13 and 14, uh, 49ers won 23 and 24. The Cowboys won 27, 28, the Broncos 32 and 33, the Patriots did it. So Tom Brady's done it once with 38 and 39. Um, but not been done since then. It's been 16 years since uh, there was a repeat Super Bowl, and it's gone. And I know I was negative on on the Bucks for a lot of the year. I mean, it, there was a point where the Bucks were seven and five, right? And and we thought, well, they're they improved, but they're just not a very good team sitting at seven and five. And then they got a bye week after that, and things. Gronk talked about this. I watched his. It seemed like he was drunk while he was there, but I watched his drunk interview on Monday morning from <laughs> Disney World, uh, literally I standing was. in front of the castle. Um, but he talked about that bye week and how important that was for them to kind of like recalibrate things because sitting at seven and five, it seemed like they'd make the playoffs, but it didn't seem like they would do much more than that. They didn't look very good. They had just lost to 
uh, out of three games, and they turned it on. And so, I mean, repeating is obviously difficult because then you're that team that has the target on the back. There's film on what you've done. You don't just get away with more stuff. But I mean, they're they're a you know they're they're a top three or four favorite going into next year. You know, Kansas City is going to be very tough. And if Kansas City's healthy, I think that it, it obviously benefited the Bucks that Kansas City had both their starting tackles out um, because Mahomes just could get nothing going because he faced in intense pressure all year. The Bucks stayed relatively healthy. They had some guys that were banged up through the playoffs, but they got to play with their full roster on Sunday night in the Super Bowl. And so if the Bucks can stay healthy, Kansas City can stay. I mean, Kansas City is going to be there again. The Bucks are going to be there again. Green Bay is going to be there again. Um, and so those are, to me, those are like your top three teams. Like that's where the Super Bowl is probably going to have to go through. Could a team kind of sneak up and and get close, like Buffalo did this year, or um, you know, some of the other teams that you know, the Rams I think got better with Matt Stafford. I think it's going to be tougher in the NFC, but um, who knows? You know, I mean, I, I think the Bucks could do it. And they've got as good of a shot as anybody to win it next year. But repeating is so, so tough. But they're, I mean, they're fired up. And that defense, that's the biggest thing. If they can keep the defense intact, that defense is just absolutely nasty. You know, like so, so good. Gets such good pressure with just bringing four guys, just like that 2002 defense did, right? With Simeon Rice and Booger McFarland and Warren Sapp, Greg Spires, uh, that defense could get, nasty, nasty pressure, only having to bring four guys, not having to blitz. And then you had all pros, you know, John Lynch and Rodney Barber, Derek Brooks and Dexter Jackson and those guys, you know, in the back seven and you were able to just dominate people. And I think that that's what the defense can look like next year if they keep it together. Some salary cap finagling is going to have to happen. Yeah. Um, because there are some guys they're going to leave and just go get absolutely paid. I would expect Fournette to leave and go get paid. I would expect Godwin to leave and go get paid somewhere. Um, but if they can keep more guys than they lose, and if some guys can get creative um, and try and run it back, I think that they'll have as good of a chance as anybody. I uh, saw Arians telling uh, Levante David, uh, you're coming back, you're coming back. So hopefully that's true. He's my neighbor. Um, that would be a nice piece to have back. But I mean, I, they they have the ability to keep most guys, right? I think so. I mean, when you look at the – and I had it pulled up the other day, and I, I don't have it right in front of me now. But when you – when I look at the um, – oh, I've got it right here. Notable Bucks free agents, Levante David, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, Shaquille Barrett, linebacker, well, Ndamukong Sue, and Leonard Fournette. Gronk's me, coming back. Yeah. <laughs> no option to, there. To me, like A.B. and Gronk, I don't see – well, Gronk for sure. But I could see them they, – they've made so much money over their careers anyway. I could see They'd them They'd rather kind of giving, win and stay with Brady than yeah, I worry see about them, making a few extra million. I could see them taking kind of hometown discounts and staying. Chris Godwin is coming off of his rookie contract, and he is an absolute star. And I think he's somebody that you would kind of – I mean, you hate to lose him. But when you have Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, and Antonio Brown as your top three targets, I think you're kind of more okay parting with Godwin because you're trying to run right. it back. You're trying to win another one, right? Like yeah. it's not build for the future. It's win now. And so 
I think Godwin would be somebody that, that I could see going. I think Fournette did well enough this year that some team will offer him a pretty good contract and the, the Bucks probably won't match that. They'll let Rojo kind of be the guy that takes over from there. So if Fournette leaves and Chris Godwin leaves, then you're left with the, the three defensive guys that I mentioned, Levante David, Shaquille Barrett, and Indomitian Sue. I think, I mean, Indomitian Sue is 34 years old. I think you want to try and sign him again to a one-year contract if you can. Nobody's given him anything long-term anyway. Levante David's going to be a tough one too. I mean, he's been with the Bucks forever. He deserves to go somewhere and get absolutely paid massive bucks. But if I'm him, do I want to try and sign a one-year deal to, to try and run it back? Or do I give Tampa a hometown discount because I've been with them forever? I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't blame him either way. I, I never blame a guy for going and getting paid. Um, and then Shaquille Barrett is another linebacker who's a little bit younger. He's 28. Um, I could see him wanting to get a pretty good contract. And I think he would if it was offered. Um, but I, again, if, if you can keep Sue and David, like Barrett would be the guy I'm, I'm okay letting go uh, from that group. And, and I think that group would still be enough. Like Devin White out of LSU just, you know, was leaps and bounds better than, than he was his first year. He was absolutely spectacular. Um, he was guarding Travis Kelsey a lot of the night and, you know, he's fast as lightning. I mean, he's somebody that, you know, can kind of step in and take Shaquille Barrett's place if needed. Um, you know, secondary got much, much better this year. So, you know, the, the core pieces are going to be intact. It's, can they, can they keep a, an all pro in Levante David? Can they keep a hall of a future hall of famer in Dominican Sue? Um, if so, I think they've got a good chance to go run it back. I think the defense is what's most important. Like yeah. you've got to uh, keep the defense yeah. together. I mean, you're, you're keeping Brady. So that's your most important offensive piece. And that's already in for next year. Um, so you could, you, you worry about your, your defense yeah. and Mike Evans. Yeah. Mike Evans is already in. And even though know, Gronk's AB, not signed, he's coming back. That's not Gronk's Gronk. Coming and, back. Gronk is not so, uh, so optional. You, I don't think. And you're going to get OJ Howard back who missed the entire year due to injury. Um, you know, I think that though Godwin is great and he has the most, I mean, he has the most years left on his NFL career barring some right, kind of like massive right. injury being, being the youngest guy out of that group. Um, you know, it's, it's about winning now. And if you've got a chance to win now, it's not, yeah, a Godwin could have a six more year career in Tampa and be amazing, but that doesn't really mean a lot after this year the bucks are you know if brady plays one more year and then leaves or if brady plays two more years and then leaves the, i mean the bucks are in rebuild mode after that because they'll have so many contracts they'll have to find a new quarterback it you know i it's about winning now you know it's not about um when they when they made the move to go get brady it became we're gonna win now it's not what the future looks like in five years it's can we win now and if you're a bucks fan I, you know, if you promise me another Super Bowl next year, I would take eight and eight for the next three years after that, right? Because right. I want the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. You know, um, if I traded you a Gators national championship this year guaranteed, would you take eight and four the next year? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's been what, 2008? I mean, it's been 12 years now, right? Or 13 when the year starts. You, you just never know how often championships are going to come around. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I'm already ready for, you know, the draft and things to get rolling again next year because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I know. The the yucks are not the yucks anymore. 
It the is, only uh, thing I want, the only thing I want next year different is I want the creamsicle uniforms. Yeah, That's what I little want. Little throwback game. <laughs> I, I mean, I just, I think this is great for the city. I think that, um, I think it's, I am personally amused that Tom Brady was like, eh, let's go Tampa. Yeah, let's go Tampa. Let's see if we can get a Super Bowl there. And then it literally happens. Um, obviously, there was some good pieces in place. But I think that Tom Brady is the type of leader that wills everybody around him to be better, to play better. That's what we've heard from the locker room. And obviously, he got some key pieces to follow him to Tampa as well. Um, but, yeah, uh, you all- know... All 31 points scored in the Super Bowl were new additions to the team. So not yeah. one player in the Super Bowl scored. That's an interesting that, that was stat. That was on the team the year before. Well, so, and you know, this is the first um, Super Bowl that Brady has ever thrown a touchdown in the first quarter as well. He did it with like just a few seconds left on the clock in the first quarter. But uh, in his previous six Super Bowls, there was previous, not a single. Yeah. In his previous nine, in, in all nine Super Bowls that he played, wins and losses, um, he had never scored his offenses had never even scored a touchdown. So there wasn't yeah. even a rushing touchdown. Yeah. How crazy is this? In nine Super Bowls, his the Patriots scored a total of three points in the first quarter. That's like crazy. That, that's like that's the crazy. most mind blowing stat that I I've know. ever Especially you think, like who it is. Sometimes teams start slow and you know, yeah. but for all of them to to not Right. Have it's that, wild. You know, it is insane. Well, and they the, almost the one, I mean he by the hair of his teeth, got it in this one. Right, but, it was only like twenty seconds left anyway. So, um, I just, I, yeah, you know, I, I, it's it's pretty cool, and it's great for Tampa. It, it again sucks that it's a COVID year, but maybe it doesn't. Maybe that's something that you know can galvanize people together. And it probably uh, helped. It yeah. probably helped. There was a COVID year. Like you don't want to go to New Orleans with a full stadium. You don't want to go to Green Bay in January with a full mm-hmm. stadium. So, um, it did suck that the Super Bowl couldn't be a full stadium. Um, unfortunately there were fans there and people got to enjoy it. And then there were people, uh, partying all night, um, in Tampa Bay on Sunday night as well, which was a lot of fun to see. I didn't, I went to bed about 20 minutes after the game was over. I was exhausted from Disney the day before. And then, you know, Super Bowl stuff all day. Um, but for the people that went out, I hope you enjoyed yourself. (laughs) And if I was younger, I would have done it too. Um, so uh, but yeah, no, Brady came in and again, uh, every single player from the kicker to, you know, Fournette to Gronk to AB, every player that scored a, a point in the Super Bowl was not on the roster before, um, which is pretty impressive. Uh, the Bucks were a good team. They got better at several key positions. They obviously got better at quarterback. They got better at kicker. Uh, they Their kicker last year cost the Bucks two games, uh, literally just missing game-winning field goals, and their kicker this year was the best in the NFL. So they massively improved that position. Um, their left tackle, who was a rookie, Tristan Wirfs, uh, gave up one sack in 20 games this year, um, absolutely dominated as a rookie and protecting Brady's blind side. Uh, the additions of A.B., Fournette, Gronk were huge. Uh, huge. The Bucks drafted really well in, in getting not only worse, but Antoine Winfield, um, who was incredible as a safety for the Bucks and really shoring up the secondary. And so um, with the pieces that came in and the togetherness that the team played with, it, you know, it wasn't always, 
I don't know. I'm trying to think of a way to not be so corny with this, but they weren't always at their best. Like I said, at seven and five, it was very like, okay, well, we got better, but cool. <laughs> you know, like yeah. this still isn't good. Wasn't always at their best, but when they had to be down the stretch, um, you know, they got hot and found a way to win games. I think that they didn't play very, very well against the Saints and Packers. I think those are games that they probably should have lost, but they found a way to win. And that's, well, and that's all that what matters. winning te- that's what championship yeah. teams do, right? They You're find ways to win. They, yeah, every even on their game. bad yeah. days, they figure it out. Um, point of reference, Ryan Suckup, uh, Bucks kicker. That is the kicker that uh, Jarvis Moss blocked in 2006 to send Eric's team to the SEC championship game and then later the national championship game. And when we were watching him on Sunday, it, he, there was a couple kicks that he had that were super low. And Eric's like, oh my God, he's been doing this for 15 years and his kicks are still low. Um. Well, I'm glad that I mean, you brought hey, it this good year. enough, but <laughs> yeah, but no, it was I'm, funny to see it. It's interesting that, that, uh, he, you know, it's interesting who sticks in the league and who doesn't, but he has had a great season for the bucks. It's crazy too, because he was one of six last year, uh, kicking field goals for Tennessee and then got cut. Yeah. Uh, he kicked 16% and then he came to the bucks and kicked 90%, only missed three field goals. Uh, this year. And then I believe made all of his field goals in the playoffs too. I don't have that right in front of me. Uh, now he missed one against Washington and then against green Bay. Uh, oh no, that that's extra points. No, he made every kick in the, in the playoffs um, minus one extra point. Um, so yeah, he was fantastic this year. Again, that, that picked the bucks up two yeah. wins right there. Right. Heck and yeah. so um, every piece that they added, was turned out to be uh, no piece hurt them, right? Like they added Shady McCoy. It didn't really add a lot, but um, every piece that they added was a, a, a positive piece for the team. And so excited to see what happens. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to now be deep into basketball and hockey season, and hopefully my teams can just keep winning forever and, and I can just ride this out forever. So it's bold season. It's Lakers season. You can stay on that bandwagon too. And um, and then the Rays will start games here in a couple of months. Um, football is over though, so that's sad. Football news never yeah, stops. You know, football is not actually over because do you know that FCS starts on Saturday? So I can't watch that. Oh, I mean, I I'm can't. not saying I can't. I just I can't like Saturday night is usually the primetime NBA game. So like if the Lakers are playing like the Celtics or something, or it's, you know, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, like as much as I like football, like I'm going to watch the, the best of the best athletes playing like pro basketball or something like that. But I get it. I mean, if there was absolutely nothing else on, I I would watch it, but it's just not the case. Like if it was like pandemic time again, and that was the only thing it was on, like I was watching the, Korean baseball and stuff, but like with, with LeBron and these guys playing, like I'm going to watch LeBron. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, Are you going to watch some of the FCS? Yeah, I am. I'm probably going to bet on it too, because I'm a degenerate, but yes. <laughs> um, so FCS starting this weekend. Well, I had a really good transition there and you ruined it, but Sorry. I'll tell you, uh, I was going to say football, pro football is over college football or F B S football yeah. is over. Uh, what is not over is football news and something that was 
broken on the pod uh, nearly 15 months ago, um, 11-25-2019, an entire year and more has passed. Uh, You told us that Florida was in negotiations with Notre Dame for a home and home. Um, We tweeted that. We talked about it. I wrote an article about it on the Big Three Roll-Up and credited you. And 15, almost 15 months later, on, was it Tuesday? On Monday or Tuesday, Florida tweeted out that there would be a home and home with Notre Dame. Uh, it's not going to happen until your girls are driving, but oh <laughs> but it is happening. It uh, is happening. I mean, hopefully, hopefully college football is football's still a thing by then. Right. Well, I asked um, my dad, I was like, do you think Dan Mullen will still be the coach? He's like, oh, no, Florida will have hired a woman at that point. I was like, gosh. oh, good, dad. Okay. Um. Yeah, no, I uh, I don't think Dan Mullen will still be the coach then. I think that, that nobody sticks around for that long anymore, you know, yeah. like. Yeah, I mean, unless he, unless he goes on like a Saban or Sweeney um, type run. Yeah, if he does, just, he's real close to retiring at that point. Yeah, if he does. Have, and it will only be because he has a couple championships and he is enjoying the ride. Yeah. He's definitely like he, not coaching for 10 years to get his head pounded in. Uh, yeah, if he does, and, and it's kind of like you're darned if you do, darned if you don't, right? Like if he does really, really well, you have to worry about him getting poached, right? From the NFL yeah. or uh, another program or something like that. But if he isn't doing well or just kind of is mediocre, then obviously they'll, they'll move on and they'll find somebody else. So it's like, you know, it's hard to coach for that long. It'll, it just is. So yeah, I would be shocked if Mullen is still the coach then. Um, but regardless, it's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, I, I said this and I listened back to the episode today. Um, but I, I probably will not go when it's in South Bend because I just don't care that much. But I'll definitely go when it's in Gainesville. I think that'll be a lot of fun. I will go in South um, Bend. That is a bucket list for me. I will be older if than Craig, dirt. If, um, if Craig follows through on his promise and takes us, then I will go. Like that's <laughs> uh, He got two shout-outs tonight, so that's definitely worth a Notre Dame ticket for me. And, uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> so. Well, I'm going no matter what, but I, Craig would be good company uh, there. I've watched quite a few Gator games with Craig, and he uh, – can match my level of uh, college football Tourette's one for one. And so that, and that's hard to do. Uh, so I will definitely be cool watching it with him, but I'll be old. My oldest children will be 16. Oof, could not be me. My youngest children will be 11. You know, wow. That's just crazy ta- to even wrap my head are around. Ta- are we taking all four? Um, I don't know. Do 16 year olds talk to their parents at that point? I don't know. Um, I'd be down to take them. I don't, we'll, we'll have to play that by year. Uh, I got a Hayden probably to figure will. it out. Hayden, Hayden will probably still be sweet. Hadley. I'm not quite sure. You're not convinced. <laughs> she may be, she may hate you by then. She'll come back around like at 19 or 20, but like, right. yeah, she, that she kind of strikes big. me as the one that <laughs> may not be. She's the one brutal. already that is not quite sure yeah. how she feels about me. Um, But, uh, you know, I think what a cool home and home. I think it's great. I think it's crazy that we have to wait till 2031 for it to happen. Are you really telling me we couldn't have figured out a way to make this happen sooner than the next decade? But apparently we couldn't. Uh, But, you know, I think it's a I think it's a great matchup. I think it's a, a what a fun cool out-of-conference game. I'm all for out-of-conference games. I get why they're not particularly beneficial to programs that 
have a hard conference schedule anyway. But I think for, from a fan perspective, it's awesome. Yeah, and it I don't think it hurts too much because in any given year, it's going to be hard as heck to win anyway. And so – I don't know. It's a recruiting tactic. I mean, yeah. to, to say that Florida was – to say that this somehow hurts or helps Florida's title odds that year, it's just way too premature. Well, yeah, right? we can't like say it just, anything about it at this moment. So it's kind of like who knows how good yeah. Notre Dame will be then? Who knows how good Florida may be then, right? Like it could be right. – you could be two coaches removed, right? Like, you, you know, who knows? So you could – I don't know, but it's a good recruiting thing to say that you're going to Notre Dame or that Notre Dame's coming to Florida. Um, you know, just like, you know, you guys play USF what, the next three years or three of the next four years, mm-hmm. and USF's going to use that as a recruiting tool. Hey, like, we're going to go get to play the best yeah. and play. We're going to go to the swamp this year. I actually think it's in Tampa this year, but it's um, in Tampa this year, yeah. But, you know, I think it's. I, it's a great move. It's a great move. I hate how far out it is. We, if anything, the, if the pandemic taught us anything, well, taught us, taught us a couple of things, but I haven't had enough for eyes to go into that tonight. But uh, if the pandemic taught us anything with regards to college football, it's that you don't need to wait 10 years to schedule a game. You can literally do it six days like BYU and Coastal Carolina did. So <laughs> the fact that this is scheduled 10 years out is asinine to me. I don't know why, I, you know, I know it's cool and you celebrate it, but like, why is this not happening in like three or four years, yeah. right? Like take one of the crappy games off your schedule and play it now, you know? Um, so anyway, that's my only beef with it. And that's not, I mean, that's not necessarily a beef with Florida and our name. Just like the, it's just college football in just general. That we schedule general. schedule things that far out. Like it's yeah. just absurd to me. I but mean, I'm, like, I'm it's like I exciting think it's cool- today. It's yeah. like exciting today, and then it. W- I'll be excited about it. In, in I was going to say now I got to forget <laughs> like, about it for a decade, and then uh, we'll like talk who, about it again. I mean, literally, think about like a decade. Like, yeah. I mean, you're only like 45 now, anyway. So, like, oh, think about up. like a quarter of your. <laughs> um, That's what I told my dad. I was like, I'll be 46 <laughs> when uh, they go to, and he goes, No, you won't. I was like, Dad, it's 10 years from now. I'm 36, and he's like, Oh my god. Then he goes. Will I even be alive? Oh my <laughs> like, god. God, dad. I sure shit hope so. God. I mean, <laughs> I'm hoping I'm still alive by then. So I'll, <laughs> well, I'm just hoping four 40. daughters haven't killed me. So who knows? Yeah. But I, again, I think it's the only the one that you have to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> well, the little ones, it's too hard to tell yet. They don't really talk so much yet. Oh my goodness. So excited for that. Um, when it happens in 10 years. So yeah. <laughs> we'll revisit this in a decade. <laughs> um, all right. I think that, uh, you, uh, UCF got a new AD. Um, you talked about the fact that he was on the college football playoff committee. Interesting move there. I think it's a good move for them, um, to see if they can kind of reclaim their title as yeah, the, uh, uh, the Kings of the, the Kings of the power five. Cause I think they've lost it at this point. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his last name right, but I think Ter- Terry Mahari. Uh, I don't know. Uh, nope, that's not right at all. Terry, uh, I don't know. We're going to call him TM. 
<laughs> and uh, Terry was coming from Arkansas State. He is on the college football selection committee, which I really wish somebody had said something at his press conference today. We talked about this earlier. I would have loved for a reporter to have asked him his thoughts on UCF's fake national championship from 2017. If that's something that he would have promoted, gotten behind, nobody, nobody, uh, had the guts to do that, but I do think it's a, it's a good hire for them. Uh, he, he made Arkansas state into one of the top athletic programs in the group of five. Um, obviously he had to be making some waves to get selected for the selection committee to begin with. Um, and now he's, he, you know, they feel like they hit a home run with their athletic director. He see on paper, he sounds great. Now he's got to go out and make a home run hire himself. Uh, head football coach. You talked a little bit about potentially Hugh freeze being somebody on their radar. I know I've heard Gene Chizik is somebody on their radar. Um, but they are, they need a splash hire like that to continue, uh, what, what they were building. Um, yeah, I, I hope they don't get Hugh freeze. Obviously I like him at Liberty. I know that he's got at most one year left at Liberty because I think somebody in the sec will go after him or somebody in the ACC will go after him. Um, he's done a fantastic job at Liberty. He was a blocked 20 yard field goal away from having an undefeated season with three wins against ACC teams and a win over a top 11 um, Coastal Carolina in the bowl game. So just another fantastic year for him. I know that that's not going to last forever, but I hope I get at least one more year out of him. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think they should be going after Hugh Freeze. I think he's, I mean, I go after Freeze over Chizik. Um, So. I mean, I think either one would be considered a splash hire for that um, program for sure. For UCF. Um, you know the thing they with want those SEC is, leftovers. Yeah, um, the thing with the thing with Freeze is he's going to be gone, and he's going to use that for two years and leave, right? Just like he's done with Liberty. He's yeah, he's on his um, way back to go somewhere big, maybe three max. I mean, um, I think UCF. I I think that they the they probably need to wrap their head around the fact that if you are going after an up and coming coach, you're never going to be the final destination. I, and maybe don't say never. Maybe you're a final destination twenty years down the road. But at the moment, you're not a destination, a final destination program. So if you do want those up and comers, you just have to wrap your head around the fact that they're probably only going to be there for three or four years. If you get the kind of success that you're hoping this guy has. Right. Uh, And I think uh, that's the difference between a George O'Leary who is okay with UCF being the top of the mountain or a Scott Frost who is going to use it as a stepping stone to get to the the final destination that he really wants. And I think that UCF would be happier with that young up and coming guy outside of the fact that they've kind of got to get it out of their head that they're no one's final destination at the moment. And maybe that changes at some point, but, and that's not even a knock. It just is where they are right now in the college football world. So if you want the immediate success, you got to go after an up and comer and they're not staying long. Yeah. I think that, um, they need to get into a major conference, uh, no major conference wants them. And I understand that that's a tough place, uh, for them to be, but that's the only way that'll ever change. And even then, even then it won't change, um, drastically, because, um, see, I think it could you know, change drastically with, if they get into a major conference, but I do want to be very careful when we say UCF needs to get into a major conference. TJ and I both know it's not like UCF's dragging their feet to not join yeah, a nobody power wants, five company nobody, or conference. Yeah, the, I mean, 
We don't and want him in the ACC. The SEC doesn't want another. Nobody's like, expanding Florida, right now. Yeah, is the, Florida is would the never. Issue. Florida would never sign off on that. Florida State, think, Miami would never sign off on that. So where do they go realistically? The Big Twelve. The, the only Big you know, Twelve is like, the only conference that makes sense from an expansion perspective, and from the conference's point of view. Okay, because when you are looking at expanding, first of all, you're looking at all sports. UCF is doing pretty well in a lot of different sports. So I think that, you know, they could be happy with what they look like from, from, you know, check that box. Right. But then from there you go to TV and recruiting and what you're trying to do when you're adding a program from a conference perspective is increase your footprint. Right. So the SEC or the ACC picking up UCF doesn't expand the recruiting uh, territory because they've already got programs in those conferences in that state. They don't need any more help getting, you know, the spotlight, uh, you know, on their schools. Those states are aware, those states are covered. And, and those TVs are already tuning in too. So there's no benefit to the conference to add that. Now for the big 12, it would be great to expand your TV watching into the state of Florida. It would be great to have a bigger footprint in the state of Florida recruiting wise. So I could see where it makes sense there outside of the fact that if you're trying to keep your conferences, uh, you know, by geography in any way, it doesn't make sense, but, uh, but it makes sense from a TV and from a recruiting standpoint, but outside of the big 12, the only other option really that makes even remote sense is the big 10, except I don't think they'd have any interest from UCF because they're snobs, right? Yeah. The big and 10 is all just, these snobby elite schools. And that, it's so far removed geographically. Like at least so the big far. 12, the big 12, you can kind of make the argument um, that it's somewhat similar. I mean, it's really not, but you can kind of make that like, oh, South, you know, it's the South, it's the South uh, East uh, portion yeah. of the South, you know, but like the Big Ten is so far out. So, so far. Um, so that, that's really the only option, right? And the Big 12 <laughs> shrunk, didn't expand, right? In their most, in their most recent conference moves. So I, I just, I don't know. I don't see. Uh, I don't see. A, I don't see a realistic path. Anytime I don't see soon. it anytime soon, and that's that sucks for UCF because that is how they take the next step. Yeah, but I just don't and, see right now how that happens. And even then, I think that if if they were getting to get into a conference, you know, you think like they get in the Big Twelve. I mean, you know, that UCF job is now a better job. But when one of the big dogs, if you're a the fifth or sixth best team in the Big Twelve, right? Because they're they're immediately behind Oklahoma, they're behind Texas. Um, yeah, but I think that once they that- get that conference money pouring into it because of the recruiting ability in the state of Florida, I, I and I'm not saying they're going to immediately compete with Oklahoma, but I think that they could be at the minimum top half of that conference, but probably yeah. top top quarter of that conference within I five years. Them- I mean, and that said, if you're in the top quarter of the conference, but you're still behind like Texas, Oklahoma, you know, maybe like Baylor, Oklahoma State, and then like say you're fifth, right? Like if any of the top two, three, four schools yeah, but in any other conference that are coming come after your you, coach are a lot smaller than they are now. 
You know, it would be an elite program stealing a head coach from a pretty good Power Five school. It's anybody in the Power Five that wants him, essentially, could steal UCF's next head coach tomorrow. For sure. Yeah. So the number of schools definitely, but coaches would, it would still be kind of a stepping school's job for for a while, right? Like a decade. Yeah. I just think that as soon as they get that big conference money, they will be able to do a lot very quickly. There's a huge difference between group of five and power five money and what you're able to do with it in terms of facilities, which then is immediately impacts recruiting. And when you're in a state as talent rich as Florida, I think that, I think that UCF could do it in Florida faster than almost any group of five school that I could think of probably more than any group of five school I could think of making the jump to power five based on location and also alumni base. Like they, they have more students have graduated from there, uh, you know, in the last 10 years than any other school because they have the largest undergrad in the country. So the amount of money that they could get in donation wise, I just, I think that they could be sitting pretty in a real conference. If anybody would ever let them in. Yeah. I can't right. think of another school that, I mean, you know, your, your Boise state would, would be somebody that would be interesting to see. Um, yeah, but obviously not I, recruiting. Think they like would be UCF okay, is, but it's, it's but just that, location. That'd be the only, yeah. That'd be the only other school that I could even think that, that would immediately make a, make a massive impact. Um, you know, like UCF, I, I can't even think of another school that no the that next would, closest school is probably USF and USF is obviously behind UCF in terms of where they are with their football program right now now UCF I think has our USF has had some great years uh, when they were in the Big East and uh, they've had some signature wins but that that would be the next closest program right yeah I mean I, I but you it know. has to do with location it, it, yeah. it has to do with it's location. where you can recruit and the right. money that comes in with it and things like that so um, so it'd be interesting to see what they're able to do over the next couple of years, um, with their new addition. It'll be interesting to see who their head coach ends up being, hopefully anyone but Hugh Freeze. So I can keep him at Liberty for at least another year. Um, all right. I think that's all we've got. I think we hit everything. It was less than an hour. We didn't stick to 30 minutes like I'm trying to do, but less than an hour. I feel accomplished. Um, yeah, I think we're good. There you go. Everybody anything? have a great week. I don't I don't think we have anything to add. I think you added it all a year ago when you broke the news and we're in great shape going forward with your inside sources. I'm there waiting you for, go. So if I say something, break. it will happen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>